Bump 400 podcast is on the air with my super producer, John Benedict. That's B-E-N-E-D-E-C-K. And my partner in crime. Oh, my gosh, man. He just went to St. Louis and rocked it. William Garen. Garen, what's up, buddy? Oh, man. We have some great stuff to cover tonight, don't we? We do. We always do. I hope we do. No, this one's... This one might be the best. What oh, you we got- keep saying that, though. So. <laughs> yeah, everyone's the best until the next one. Because right? they're timeless. You know, when you do a podcast once a week, let me tell you, they're not always going to be awesome, you know? Well, they're pretty much most of them are. You try, you do your best to bring content, and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to bring yeah. content to you guys, not just blibber blabber or whatever else. But, uh, you know, like I said before, we're doing timeless radio. And we have not done a podcast in a while, so we I are do, back. I do have to tell you, on a total side note, I have reached a new level of personal fame because I was on Beer Money. If you recall, when we were in St. Louis, there was a three-and-a-half-hour rain delay. Apparently, they played it maybe multiple oh times. And he won. John, what he do you did. think about him winning Beer Money? I mean, honestly, the first two questions I could have done on my sleep. softballs. But the la- yeah, they were, they were, she lobbed them up to you. Yeah. But yeah. the last, the last few, yeah, you you, 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 you had to think about them. Thinkers, you yeah. thought about it. You know what threw me off? I'm just gonna tell you, and then we can move on. Yeah, what threw me off was Fergie was here, uh-huh. and the questions were about like all time leading Cubs strikeout pitchers, right? Until I asked her if she knew who was here, she didn't know that Fergie was even here wow. at that point. All right. Then I was like, okay, it's not about Fergie because I thought for sure she'd have a question about him. So the good thing about you winning beer money. Which, I think there was one other guy who won the, the episode. I think right, yes, and he, and he won last time here. Did he? And I apologize oh, so for. Uh, I wasn't prepared. It wasn't Big Jimmy, was it? No, no Big Jimmy failed. He, he failed. He uh, won. David Ardsma, which oh, by the okay. way, if you, Club 400 listeners, I, I have that. David Ardsma's locker in Club 400. I knew that. That's double A. Too. That's double A. Yeah, nice. He had to yeah. get a little help from that, but uh, he didn't get that one. No, he he. That's one he failed on. People he, are yelling Ardsma in the background. And he but I will say this: Kelly Krull, who is awesome, who we will have her on our podcast at some point, said, "What a cast of characters that Club Four Hundred has." You know, she really thought that uh, it was our second time being on Beer Money, and I want to thank uh, Sarah Losh, uh, who's the producer of the show, for coming out. And uh, it's always a pleasure to be on Beer Money. Yeah, Hopefully, it'll yeah. happen again down the line. Oh, it will. All right, let's move on. Let's move on to our next thing, which I want to promote. Uh, obviously, July 18th, we got a big event, our second and last event of the year. We have none other than Carlos Sombrano coming out with the headliner on top of it, Wilson Contreras. We, are, we have about 100 tickets left, and we just added the greatest National League National, National anthem, anthem singer of all time, John. John, I love you. Okay, but like, you're, you're just you're kind of a new guy. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Wayne Mesmer will be in the That's house. So great, and, fantastic. Uh, he's going to kick the evening off with the national anthem, and he's going to come back. I made a, a two appearance deal with him because let me tell you something about Wayne Mesmer. First of all, if you don't know Wayne, I've known him for a while. A great storyteller, great guy who's been around yep. the Cubs organization a long time. Who is you know he obviously does Cubs bingo at the Cubs convention yeah mm-hmm. but he is a hell of a guy and a hell of a speaker so I said Wayne I want to make a two appearance deal with you I want you to come back and we'll do a, a separate event we'll Just do a podcast him. with him so I don't even know, know if you knew that William I did know that yeah oh I told you I tell <laughs> William everything he tells me so In his uh, sleep 
I do have to say, because I'm not going to say it when we're doing the podcast with him, I actually was at the Hawks game the night he was shot. Of course, I had no idea whatsoever that that happened because it was outside yeah. after the game by Chelios's, Chelios's restaurant. I'm saying yeah. that wrong. Anyway, no, it's Chelios's. Okay. Yeah, that's, Chelios's for not. that's, that's okay. correct. Yeah. Club 400 has purchased <laughs> 100 of his books. That's awesome. And uh, we will distribute those at the event down the line. And we're probably going to have them hand out about 20 that night for we free. We intentionally held the ticket sales a little bit so they could start getting going now because we wanted to talk about it on the show here. Yeah. And uh, just got over the Zobrist event, which was totally awesome. We and will sell out, so buy your tickets. We yeah, have two types of tickets. We have a $225 ticket, which includes a baseball sign by Wilson Contreras or a $300 ticket. That includes a game model Homewood bat that Wilson Contreras is going to sign. You also get Cub Sessions book by our friends Becky Suarte. And it uh, has a chapter in there of Club 400. Of Club 400 and That's Stu McVicker. Yeah. Isn't of, that crazy? Of course. You're going places, man. Dude, yeah, unbelievable. Going places. And uh, I'll tell you what. Here's That's the most why I exciting. had to throw in my beer money. Yeah. Next week's <laughs> podcast is going to be the best of. Because we are podcast of the week, right, William? Is we are that... podcast of the week on Podbean. So, so we're gonna do a we're gonna basically tell the world what Club Four Hundred the podcast is, and then the week after that, we're bringing in my guys from Crystal Lake Brewery. We're gonna do an episode about Club Four Hundred the Lager beer coming out on July eighteenth. Just so good in cans. Everybody's gonna be drinking Club Four Hundred beer that night. We might have a little bit of Coors Light Miller later on here somewhere. I'm gonna Uber here, by the way, because that's. That beer's so good. Oh, I'll tell you what. I'm excited about it. I'll be honest with you. A lot of great things have happened to Club 400 and everything. We've had 28, 29 players out here. We've raised $350,000 for charity. But as a man, as a man, to have a beer named after your man cave, there's nothing better than that. And we're going to go through the whole process of how we came up with the idea of Club 400 beer uh, from beginning to end and tell you the process of making beer with the beer maker here, and Ryan is his name, and Jesse's going to be here, and Joel Rodriguez is going to be here, and that's going to be great. So, but I, what I want to talk about is Club 400 Radio is all about you guys, the fans, and I can't tell you how happy I am, and I'm really proud that this is happening, that three Cub fans got their shot to have a TV show throughout the summer on NBC Sports Chicago called Outside the Ivy. Yep. And one of our main guys, Danny Rocket, is one of the, the players. The Rocket Man. It's unbelievable. That just came from nowhere. Like one day he announces, I was picked. I think it was a contest. There's right? some kind of contest. Yeah. He was picked as one of the three people to host the show. Right. And I don't want to offend anyone, but he's the talent on that show. Oh, I'll tell you what. I am so happy for all three of the guys. It's, it's great. Michael Cerami and, of course, Luis, Luis Medina. Uh, you can find both those guys at the, uh, at Michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L underscore Cerami on Twitter. And um, you can find Luis at, at LCM1986. And, of course, our boy, Danny Rocket, at San Ranto. These guys, man, are on every game this year at Wrigley Field, 705 start. That's on NBC Sports Chicago. They've done about four episodes, and they are starting to gel. And not only that, but what the best part of the show, I think, is it's interactive with the fans. Like, oh, yeah. people are tweeting them and Facebooking them, and they're sitting there watching their computers on TV. 
you know, and then they do a, they go to commercial and they keep doing it on Facebook Live. Right. So if, you, if you're really into it, you basically, you can watch, you could turn it on, on NBC Sports Chicago, then have your phone in front of you. Tune into that's the, the only way to watch. That's it. the only way to watch it, and then it's a half-hour show, and right. then you can and then you can interact with these. It's guys. intense. I want to ask Danny next time we have him on this show. He's gonna be exhausted after that. Danny is exhausted. You know, Danny's current. I talked to him the other day, and he's he's got a lot of projects projects yeah. going on. Obviously, he's working on John Baker Day. He's yeah. working on the venue for that, and that's obviously coming up in July. And, one of my favorite days. And his podcast, um, <laughs> The San Rantel Show, which is one of my favorites. Uh, the guy's killing it, man. And you know what? As a Cub fan, seeing these three guys get the opportunity to have a half-hour show is what it is all about. It's way overdue. And I, and you know what? They're paving the way for the future of Cub fans. So, I, I, I mean, I want you guys, all our listeners, to support these guys because... This is the first time ever. There's never been an opportunity for three fans. And by the way, uh, Michael Sarami and Luis Medina are from Bleacher Nation. You can find those guys all over the place. Uh, but what they're doing is awesome. So all you guys, please support them. Please stay up a little bit later after the game's at home and uh, watch the show and interact with these guys because uh, who knows where this is going to go for each and every one of those guys. And Maybe they'll have three three or four Cub fans on it next year. So, I, I mean, if you're not rooting for these guys, you're truly not a Cub fan. And uh, I'll tell you what, Dave Kaplan, I just did, they just did a podcast with these guys, and uh, I listened to it today. And uh, what, what a dream come true, huh, William? Yeah, no kidding. That's awesome. So outside the Ivy NBC Sports Chicago, check it out. Every game that's on that channel 705 at home you can catch them on around 10 th- it depends how long the time goes on so but we got a great show tonight oh uh, we have a great guest and we have uh someone that uh who, who has done really good and has a, has a cubs fan and started his own business Club 400 podcast. We got someone that I wanted to talk to a long time because you may not know the face. I promise you that. But the shirts that he made are everywhere. Like, for instance, last night's on Outside the Lines. It was on there. Kelly Crawl's a big fan. You've seen the shirts out there, but let's talk to the man, the myth, the legend behind the shirt. And we're talking about obvious shirts. Joe Johnson, welcome to Club 400 podcast. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I'm already loving the vibe. Um, I really appreciate you guys reaching out. I'm a fan of yours as well, so this should be a good time. And we are looking, we'll get into this in a little bit, but we are looking forward to your first visit to Club 400 with Wilson Contreras on July 18th, where we are partnering with him. Like I said, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But first, Joe, let's talk about you. Obviously, we're having you on tonight because you are a Cubs fan, and I want to learn about how you became a Cubs fan. Yeah, so, you know, I guess fortunate for me, I uh, I didn't really have a choice in the matter. I 
I remember my mom telling me, you know, within a few days from being home from the hospital, I was, I was born in 1988. Um, and I already had a cub onesie on that my grandfather had bought for me. So, you know, the cub lineage runs deep in our family and that's normally how it goes for many of the, many of us fans. But, um, he kind of, you know, I played baseball my whole life. I had an interest in baseball at a very young age. And so baseball was the discussion that we talked about at the dinner table. Baseball was the discussion that we talked about when the Cubs were playing or not playing. Uh, I was always kind of immersed in baseball, especially the Cubs and Cubs baseball, that it was just kind of instinctual and kind of human nature for me to be a Cub fan. Gotcha. So where'd you grow up around the city then? Yeah, I actually grew up in, I guess, what people refer to as the region. I didn't find that out until college, but uh, Crown Point, Indiana. Gotcha. So, and suburb close. of Wrigley. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's about the same distance, I think, from Wrigley as, you know, Naperville and, you know, Oak Forest or Oak Park. So, right. yeah, growing up, you always had WGN on. You get all the Chicago radio stations. You you were just as much a Cub, uh, territorial Cub fan as, you know, anybody in the suburbs. So do you remember the first time, I mean, because it's magical, the first time you walk into Wrigley Field, your first Cub game, how old were you? Do you remember it? Yeah, I remember my first Cub game. I was five or six years old. I think I want to say, I want to say it was right after the strike happened in 94. Um, but I remember, you know, I've taken a huge interest in Mark Grace. Um, you know, the early 90s, obviously Sammy Sosa throughout the mid-90s. Kerry Wood in the late 90s, Mark Pryor, uh, Matt Clement, Zambrano, Maddox, and, you know, the early 2000s. So, yeah, my I, I vividly don't remember my first Cub game. Uh, was in, I think, 1994, right, right after the strike. And um, you hear the organ playing. The field is pristine. It looks like a desktop wallpaper. And just seeing the players, I mean, I remember instantaneously gravitating towards you know, the Chicago Cubs. So I appreciate that about Joe because 94 to 2002, they were terrible. Right. They were, but there was no other option in our household. So it, it didn't matter. And, uh, you know, we grew up in a Cubs, a strictly Cubs only household. I mean, I, I can't even remember ever watching a Sox game on television. And I, I like, you know, those early mid 90s Sox teams had pretty good talent with Frank Thomas and Ray Durham um, I, I, John Harold Baines. Harold I mean, they Baines, had some good yeah. talent, but I just, I just was fixated on Cubs. It must have been the blue pinstripes. So you mentioned a lot of Cubs players. Did you have a favorite at that time when you were growing up? Yeah, I would say growing up, my first guy ever was Mark Grace. You know, ninety fifteen. Um, I had the poster on my wall above my bed. That famous poster. Um, he had a few of them, but I, I think you know the one that I'm talking about with like the marquees behind them. Yep. I had the I had the Ryan Samberg jump like the, I don't know if it's a jump throw poster I can't remember I had that one up um, from second base but I took a huge huge liking to Kerry Wood obviously I'm being being born in '88 I was 10 years old when he threw his 20 strikeout um, in my opinion the greatest game ever pitched ever in baseball history so that's a good age to really kind of cling on to somebody and, and Kerry Wood was definitely my dude. So uh, I think I remember where I was when Kerry Wood. Every every Cub fan knows where they were when Kerry Wood threw the great the greatest game ever, twenty strikeouts, which is one of the ways William we met Joe at the Woody's winter warm up. 
was was introduced to him there, um, and he was selling. I mean, how how'd that feel when you? Uh, we'll get in the shirts a little bit, but yeah, like three or four special Carrie Wood shirts that night to come full circle to sell your shirts at the Carrie Wood event must have been pretty special for you. Absolutely, I got real quick. I hope this is okay. I have a funny when Carrie Wood through the uh, twenty strikeouts. So I was in elementary school and I took the bus. Probably every day of my life, I took the bus there and back. But on that day, there was already buzz going around the school. I was in third grade. I remember this vividly. There was buzz and chatter going around that Carrie Wood had struck out 20. Uh, there was a teacher in, in my school that I had that was a diehard Cubs fan, so he had the radio on. And I used my aunt, my aunt who was a fifth-grade teacher. I used her uh, classroom phone to call my mom to tell her to come pick me up so I could get home 45 minutes quicker and watch the end of the game. So classic. That was like the one time I didn't ride the bus from school. I, I thought that was pretty funny. So I, I, I'm going to interject here. We're going to go off base here. But when I was a kid, you know, I'm a, I'm a little bit older than you, Joe. But a my team, yeah, You're exactly. Like 40 years. I'm ancient compared to you, Joe. But anyways, I, my, I fell in love with the 84 Cubs. And uh, everybody, when I was in school, everybody knew that. First of all, I looked like a dork. You know, I had... Uh, sun uh, glasses and they you went out in the sun they get dark and I had a terrible haircut I was a nerd but you know what I was the big cu- everybody knew me as the Cubs fan Cubs nerd so the Cubs yeah. first playoff game at Wrigley Field as you remember Bob Denier I let off with a home run well my mom picked me up from school early all right and we got in the car and we heard uh, Bob Denier's home run. And what I didn't know was my teacher at the time, Mr. Mitchell, who has been the club 400 since, uh, rolled in a old school TV and was planning on putting the game on for me. So I came to school That's the next so day. Cool. He's like, where, where were you, man? I had this all set up for you. And I oh, was like, that's awesome. I'm like, you should have told me. I mean, I don't remember. I was, you know, it was a long time ago. But and now Bob Dernier is like, you could probably call him, consider him a friend. Bob Dernier like, is, is a friend for sure. He's but, been out here several times. Yeah. And- Hung out a bunch of times and all that. Yeah, it's pretty so, cool. So you're a big Cubs fan growing up, and uh, so how do you get into the idea of being? You know, well, that's what we love about the Club 400 podcast, and that's why we have you on. Is you know, you you took your passion to a, another level that most people don't, and you made a, a awesome business out of it. How did it go from idea to where you are today you are literally everywhere so uh, tell us about when you came up with the idea of obvious shirts and the process that you went through yeah so i guess it goes back to where i was in 2015 and i was working downtown chicago for a company called career builder and let me preface real quick the story with you know i was always kind of like known as the t-shirt guy growing up um, especially in high school and college. Like I had a big, I had a big impact on our high school senior shirts. If I got to college, I was the so- social chair of the fraternity and we always gave t-shirts as, you know, party favors. So I always kind of gravitated towards like t-shirts and wearing a, I, I always try to make them funny or stand out or a way to bring attention to what you're trying to, you know, have on your shirt. Um, so I've always had that interest. And then, when I was working downtown uh, during 2015, uh, Jake was absolutely dominating the competition, especially the second half of 2015. And so, you know, I, I've always had kind of a connection to Jake. Uh, we got to play 
at TCU's field on a college spring trip. I followed him. Um, you know, I remember him being a standout in college and followed him to the Orioles. And then when I heard the Cubs got him and arguably the greatest trade of all time, maybe maybe the Ryan Sandberg trade is, is up there as well. But when we got Jake with the Cubs, I was stoked. So he's always kind of been my guy. And when he started taking off in 2015, I just had my buddy who sat right beside me at work. He said, I know a printing company. I did a bunch of promo shirts in college to make some extra cash. I know a guy that can print you a shirt if you want it. And I was just like, let's do it. Have him print me one shirt. And I just wanted to say, Jay Theory at it is good at baseball. And I wanted it to be sarcastic. I wanted it to be super basic, super simple. I mean, people go to Wrigley Field all the time with signs. And those signs may or may not get on TV, but they go there to make a statement. I just wanted to wear a T-shirt that made a kind of an ironic, or a, not ironic, but an obvious sarcastic statement. Because at that time, Jake was, you know, very, very good. And the game that I wore it to, at, at the time I had ble- uh, bleacher season tickets, I wore it to a game against the Brewers in late September of 2015. And I think he had um, 11 strikeouts with two or three hits and maybe one walk. So needless to say, he had a really good game. And everybody in the bleachers was stopping me and asking me where I got the shirt. And I just told them I made it myself. And then they're like, well, can you make me one? And I said, I don't know, but I don't see why not. Let me take your info. And some people I put into my cell phone with their size. Some people I will give you their business cards. But all in all, I left with about 25 to 30 contacts just from that game of people that wanted the shirt. So I went back to my buddy's printer, my buddy's friend who was printing. I said, make me 50 of these Jake Arrieta's good at baseball shirts. Here's the sizes I need. And then I ordered a few extra larges and a few extra, extra larges. And then I put it on Facebook and I sold out all of them like within an hour. So I was like, okay, <laughs> there's something to this. I, I ordered more and through word of mouth and, you know, thank goodness for social media, you can share an image or share a like or share a comment. I started selling them regularly just through Facebook. And so I would say the 2015 season ended and the 2016 season started not knowing the Cubs were going to go win the World Series that year. I said, you know what? I'm just going to create a little side hustle, get a website, get an Instagram handle, um, and start a little business and just use word of mouth to promote it. And so come to find out around April, May 2016, I made a Kyle Schwarber crushes, crushes baseball shirt just to add. So I'm not just a company of one shirt. Um, and, you know, that gets us to my second bout of good luck. A fan wore my Kyle Schwarber crushes baseball shirt to a game in City Field against the, against the Mets. And Kyle Schwarber hit an absolute bomb home run. I think it was like 478 feet. And Len Casper says Kyle Schwarber absolutely crushed that one. The cameraman at City Field got my T-shirt on TV. Wow. And uh, Len Casper made a comment saying, that's going to be a very popular T-shirt back in Chicago. MLB picked it up. And when ESPN picked it up, as just like the image. You know, fan wears obvious shirt uh, at City Field to, the, to show Kyle Schwarber's display of power or whatever. And I got emails and uh, messages on Instagram and Facebook, like out the wazoo of people wanting that shirt. So then... And then I just started making other ideas. I had a whole bunch of ideas that I wanted to make. I didn't know if people would like them. I didn't think people would like my Jake shirt that much. Um, I'm sorry for rambling, but that's pretty much how it started. 
That's how it started. It was just like word of mouth. So let me ask you this. Everybody loved it. Obvious shirts. Did that name come from that reporter that said, look, you know, is that where you got the name? Where'd you get the name, Obvious Shirts? Well, I, in all honesty, I originally thought the company name should be Words on Shirts, but that could get really vague, and I, I wanted more of a niche. And so I thought by being, by being sarcastic and being, like, taking everything literal and adding a lot of, like, humor, like, dry humor, because that's, quite frankly, that's my personality. I never consider myself to be funny. I just have dry humor. I thought Obvious Shirts might stick with people in their heads better once they see it. I think the big thing for me is building a company with an, with an actual brand uh, tied to it where people, once they see it, they get it and they remember it. And then it also tees up a lot of easy ideas that I, that I've gone on to create, you know, beer, I have beer, I have a shirt that says beer tastes good. I have a shirt that says I, I, I take great naps. So I also wanted to get William needs that shirt, by the way, because he's a freaking nap taker. You guys can get whatever shirt you want. Just, just let me know. When I, I want, got you. can you make a shirt that says "I leave early"? <laughs> That's an inside joke between Absolutely. me and William. <laughs> Absolutely. Wow. Hey, one question I had is: uh, Are you the person who writes all of these, or do you have other people that that share stuff, ideas, and things with you? Yeah, great question. So I think I would say probably ninety-nine percent of my, I guess, customers, followers, fans, whatever you want to call, you know, the people who follow my brand. Um, they probably don't know that I'm a company of one. So to answer your question, I've probably written 95% of all the ideas where I've had a few buddies that have submitted a design or submitted an idea. And I'm like, yes, that's very, very good. We're going to roll with that. But yeah, other than that, I mean, it's been all me. Um, and I just think I have that weird, I wouldn't even call it creative. I just have that weird attention to detail where if I hear something or if I observe you know, a Cubs game, which I watch. If I'm if not if I'm not at the Cubs game, I'm watching it on TV. I don't think I've missed a Cubs game. I think I missed one or two when I was in an airplane. But you know, I, I pay very close attention to what's going on with the team, the ins and the outs, um, and I think that helps. You know, my ideas come to mind. But once my obvious shirt brand kind of stuck, my mindset kind of stuck for what I'm looking for when it comes to phrases to put on a shirt. By the way, we can hook you up uh, next time you're on an airplane. We can make sure that you can see the game. On the plane, we'll talk. Yeah, we'll talk. Be, we'll talk after the show. <laughs> that would be ideal. So it, I was going to ask. So 2016 comes around, and you're you know getting a little bit known. When did you decide you wanted to really blow this thing up? Because I mean, you have a lot of skews now. I mean, you have a lot of different shirts. Skews, yeah. I like that. Well, you know, yeah. Great, great terminology drop. Way to use the lingo. Wow. Sometimes well, yeah, skew surprises me, man. <laughs> I surprise yeah. myself sometimes, but like you obviously, you came out with, you know, three or four or five, six. When was it? When, when did you blow up the inventory a little bit and come out with all these awesome shirts that you have? So the, another great question. Um, I, I got, um, I, I don't remember how it happened to be honest, but I got a last minute invite to the Cubs convention in tw- 2018 or yeah, no, it was 2017. I got, I got like a, hey, we have a spot open. Um, we, wh- wh- how it happened, I remember. I was, I was a season ticket holder at the time, and I was talking to my ticket rep, and she took a liking to the shirts, and I gave her some, and I think she liked them so much she was talking about them at work or 
word got around within the Cubs, and I got an email from the coordinator of the convention saying, hey, would you like to sell? So at that time, I was like, you know, 2016 happened with the Cubs winning it all. That was a, that was very lucky for me because I probably had maybe eight to ten designs at that time for that for that year. And then I was like, you know what, for Cubs convention, I, I probably need to expand a little bit, maybe get into women's shirts, tank tops, um, more of a type of shirt for every type of Cub fans, where whoever their favorite player is, talking about the friendly confines, talking about the stadium, trying to get really in, in, in depth with Cubs fan lore. And so I, I, I think that's what pushed me to get, you know, to about 20, 24 designs. And the Cubs convention changed everything for me because I, I, was, I was selling shirts nonstop. I don't know how else to describe it. There was a, there was a constant line at my booth. And that led me to a really good connection and partnership with Clark Street Sports, who was right across the, the hall or the right across the setup from me. And they they observed what I was doing and people were gravitating towards it. So, you know, they said, hey, we want you in all of our stores. Let's work on, you know, getting you a little bit more ideas about certain players who were hot and kind of really broadening the, the scope of, of Cubs shirts. And then I just, you know, reached back into my idea book and pulled out, you know, six more and that's kind of how it grew it kind of just grew based on demand people emailing me reaching out on social media saying hey could you do this shirt or do you have a shirt for chris bryant do you have a shirt for ian half do you have a shirt for elmora so then that i started paying attention to their requests and started thinking of sayings that i thought were kind of funny have you ever had any issues with licensing like from either major league baseball or the cubs or any of the other teams that you do stuff on i know there's no logos there's no like color things that belong to the team but i also know major league baseball is a little douchey and they they like to have a cut of every single thing that has anything to do with them yeah so i'm actually licensed with the mlbpa okay um and when the Kyle Schwarber shirt went viral um, online, that's when I got a message from them saying, you know, and they were there. Honestly, they were really cool about it. They they just kind of asked, hey, do you want to partner up? Uh, lucky for me, um, I was kind of young as a company. Um, you know, they told me most companies need about two to three years of consistent sales or consistent bookkeeping and like constant growth of sales. But I think they kind of gave me a an expedited service or a trip you know, to the major they, leagues they, is what you are because you're yeah. major league right now my friend you get called up right away without any yeah. service time yeah, in so I got, yeah exactly yeah i got lucky i got really lucky this guy's never been great so let me ask they've been great to work with so this is your full-time job correct or no yeah I, so i yes um, so let me ask I you this question of, like i'm like it takes see i think the most successful people in life are the people that take chances if you don't take chances you're never going to get anywhere in life so you obviously had this moment in your life where you said to myself you know what i'm going to go for it i'm going to quit my job and i'm going to start the obvious shirt company so tell us about that process how you besides it was a sounded like a little bit of a hobby at first and you generated a little bit of steam but at one point in your life, you said, you know what? I'm going to do this. Talk about that moment. Yeah. I mean, that was uh, 2017. That was 2017. One of the worst years ever because of that very reason. Um, to answer your, the, I'll answer the, this question in two parts. Once I knew I could probably quit my full-time job 
was when the t-shirt business and the fulfillment and the order processing, all that took up just as much or if not more time than my nine to five Monday through Friday software salesman job. So that was my first like, okay, this, this could be doable. But as probably many of you or listeners out there know, the t-shirt business is a volume game, meaning that margins, margins can be decent. Um, I have, I like to think that when it comes to my shirt, my ink being licensed, the attention to detail that I spend on the quality, my shirts are, are not cheap. People think, Oh, twenty nine ninety nine is kind of expensive for just a shirt with words on it. Tell us about tell us about the quality of your shirts because that's important. Yeah, I don't, so, mean, I don't mean that interlude, but yeah, no, this is good. This is, yeah, all right. on, yeah. this is good. This flows nicely. Um, so I'm pretty. I'm a pretty OCD type of guy. I've always been that way. I mean, you ask any baseball player, and a, a lot of them are, are that way. Many sports, many athletes, many people who don't play sports, whatever. I'm very OCD. So when I was thinking about doing this company and making this a thing, I wanted to do it right. I wanted to do it, you know, I wanted to be the Mercedes-Benz of T-shirts, if that's even a fair analogy. But I, I tried over 30 different fabrics and materials before I picked the one that I chose. I tried over 6 to 10 different ink systems before I chose what I think is the best ink system on the planet. Won't fade, won't crack, looks really, really bright, really crisp and clean, which is important if you're just putting letters on a shirt. And I spent so much time calling, you know, the suppliers, getting to know the suppliers, how it's made, the process, you know, does it shrink, the dimensions. I, I spent a huge amount of time in the beginning making sure that all my bases were covered, no pun intended, for this podcast. But I thought when I was ready to sell these shirts that I had one of the best, if not the best, product that you could that you could buy with your money. And And by the way, you said that they're expensive, but... Like I'm looking online, twenty nine ninety nine, you know, compared to buying something at the game, which a lot of people, especially if they're coming in from out of town, everybody loves buying at the stadium. Yeah, you're like half price. You yeah, know? and exactly. we do, and we do free shipping and free returns, which I don't think a lot of many, a lot of shirt companies do that. Um, you know, shipping could be anywhere from three to five bucks a shirt, right? Uh, depending on where it's going in the country, and so we offer free shipping, we offer free returns. Customer service is probably the utmost important priority um, of my company, and I think that keeps people coming coming back. Um, you know, you take a twenty four dollars shirt with five dollars and ninety five cents shipping and handling. Yeah, the sticker price is a little less shocking or damaging, but after all the costs are added up, we're probably we could be a dollar cheaper. And I and I and I'm I can say with confidence that our quality is literally second to none. So I, I kind of cut you off, though. Let's go back to my original question, which was when you were turning this into a full-time business, um, the, when, the, yeah. the, moment, the process the, of it. Yeah. Yeah. The moment of clarity. Like, I'm going to I'm doing And yeah, by the way, I mean, for the listeners out there, you're, you're married, correct, or no? I am not married. Okay. I'm in a serious relationship with a wonderful girl who's helped me, you know, get this off the ground. Um, but, yeah, not married at the, at the current moment. Okay. Gotcha. Lots of people, by the way, have gotten engaged at Club 400, so I'm just throwing that out there. Like That's Kyle, awesome. Kyle Schwarber almost did. So you know, just <laughs> wow, just throwing it I out got there. It. Yeah, we'll I, have a wedding here sooner. Duly noted. All right. Maybe maybe Kimmy Kimmy or uh, Courtney will get married here. There you go. But the one thing I love about your shirts, Joe, is that 
if you see an obvious shirt, you know it's an obvious shirt. My number one question to you is this right now. That was pretty obvious what you just said. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's that, that's the beautiful thing about your product. Like, if you see your shirt, you know it's one of your shirts, you know? And I think my next yeah. question has something to do with it. And I wanted to ask you because I want – this has got to be – there's got to be some – because obviously you're a thinker and you do everything right, but – like when you put a saying on a shirt, the second line is never centered. It's always to the. It's always indented to the the left, to the left or right. To the left, yeah, right? to the left, to the left, to the left. It's called left justified. Less justified. Yeah. See, that's what. See, I'm not as good as you think I am. So, you know, like where'd that come from? Because I think that's an important point in your shirt, right? Yeah, it is. Um, you never center the. You never center the second, third, or fourth line. Correct. No, I don't. Um, and I, again, all this went back to into uh, differentiation, right? So I, I did my homework. I researched a lot of different shirt companies, shirt companies that I buy from, shirt companies that I like, shirt companies that I found from doing you know, hours of research. And I, I didn't find any other company that, A, just did words on shirts, and B, so many of them are more centered, or they'll have curved, they'll have like curved, a curved line around a centered line. Um, but I just went back to the simple fact of when you read a book, you read left to right. Um, I don't, I've never read a book where everything's centered throughout the page. It, would, it might not look good. It might, might be more confusing to read. I don't know. I just thought left justified because that, that's old school and that's how you read left to right. Um, that's all. That's literally the thought that that went, that went into it. But with that, I also wanted to make sure my shirts were consistent. You know, I'm, I'm trying to build this as a brand and I've done a lot of things and I have an outstanding legal team behind me that is, we're really in a, in a very competitive market in a very hard market where it is to get, you know, trademarks, copyrights, what we call a trade dress. Uh, we've made leaps and bounds. We've made a lot of moment. We've created a lot of momentum and we're on our way to kind of getting that protected now. So once that's there, I'll, I'll be, I don't know, much happier with knowing that I am protected because there are a lot of knockoffs out there, but you know that right away by just going up and seeing the shirt or feeling it, or if you buy a knockoff, it probably didn't last many washes and it, it definitely is not as soft. So yeah, I, I thought about the small details for sure, but to answer your question, left justified just because it made sense and you read left to right. I think it's great. I mean, I think it differentiates you from, because most people would center it. You haven't centered it. It does give it a unique look for sure. Yeah, it gives a unique look. I, I think it's great, yeah. Joe. Yeah. But to wrap up the original question about, you know, making that leap of faith, if you don't mind, I can finish that off. No, I love, that's what I, I mean. Because I, I, admire, I admire you for making that leap of faith because Man, success, successful people I, don't get to the next level without making that leap of faith. That is, I, I literally, I mean, I know it sounds stereotypical, but like that is spot on. Um, because I learned the hard way, man. Um, I, I was going into it. I had a, I had a great fortune enough to have a great job. I got to save some money. So I knew when I made this leap, I would at least be covered for, you know, six months with the bills that I had. And I was living downtown Chicago at the time in a, in a nice place. So I was, you know, worried. And, um, but I'll be honest, that money went, that money went quickly because running a business and doing it the right way and starting up and making sure I'm protected and, bringing on a good legal team, finding a good printer, licensing with Major League Baseball Players Association. 2017 was very, very rough. 
And I questioned myself every single day for a, for a while there if, if this was worth it. Um, because you don't know until you dive head first what all what it takes. I was, you know, younger and naive and never had any idea of running a t-shirt company. Um, and I've never really was an expert at printing. So yeah, it was 2017 was a very difficult year, but you know, it also, I learned a lot and I grew a lot as a company and, and you know, 2018 and now this year, um, have been a lot better. Oh yeah. No, no one gets anywhere without putting in the hard work, you know, and you, and you're going to, you're probably, you probably fell a few times, but you got back up. Oh yeah. You know? Oh yeah. I mean, insurance, right. I, I didn't know what insurance I, I've always been. Right out of college, I went corporate America, worked my way up the sales ladder. I always that's one thing that, as a, a CEO or a small business owner, you realize real quick the expense of having medical insurance that's out of pocket that you're paying yourself. So things like that. Um, yeah, I made some mistakes not knowing all the details and all the costs and all of that, but I got lucky, man. I at the end of the day, I got lucky. I worked crazy, crazy hard, many seventy-hour weeks. You know, our, our, our game, our business is a seven day, seven day a week. It's 20, it's a 24, seven, 365 business. It, it's never closed. It never closes. So that was a huge adjustment, but you know, looking back, you know, two years removed from that, almost two years removed. Um, yeah, I feel very fortunate to be where I am and I'm very thankful for the people who bought my shirts, wore my shirts, shared their shirts with me on Instagram and, you know, told their neighbor or their friend where they got it. I I was going to say, I have a question for you in two parts. Number one, what is one of your most popular shirts that you've sold? And number two, is there anyone that was like the biggest surprise to you? Like you were like, this won't go, but it went. Yeah. So the biggest surprise is my number one seller, which is a, which works really nicely. Um, The greatest game ever played on Wednesday was on a Wednesday in Cleveland. Okay. Um, I had no idea that was, yeah, I, I had no idea that was going to be thought of as a popular shirt. That is, that out, that out sells my second popular shirt, probably like five to one. Oh, wow. What's your second one? Um, so it's, my second one right now is Kiss of Goodbyes. Okay. Gotcha. Obviously, um, the most exciting player in baseball for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anything hot right now is, is doing really well because he's the most exciting, like you just said, the most exciting player to watch. But the reason why, you know, the, the, the God's honest truth behind the story of the greatest game is I was honestly ripping my DVD collection from DVD just to my computer, from my own, because I'm, again, I'm OCD. I'm really weird about things like that. So I was fully leg- legally, for disclaimer purposes, legally ripping my DVDs, and then I would put it into, you know, iTunes or other media players so I could watch it, you know, whenever I want or on my phone or whatever. And I had a box of my old DVDs from college, and the greatest game ever played was one of the DVDs. And so I was converting it, and I was – you're going to make fun of me. I was reading the back of, like, the DVD case, and it said, like, you know, the arguably the greatest golf match was held in um, – you know, Massachusetts on a fall Sunday or a Sunday, a Sunday in the fall or what? I don't even remember, but I, I read that and I was like, you know what? The greatest baseball game ever played was on a Wednesday in Cleveland. And I, and I literally put it on the website the next day as like a pre-order. 
Um, and I got so many pre-orders. I was shocked because I didn't think I made sure that the word is like the verbiage was totally my own. But it kind of just clicked in my head that that needed to be said because it was I read somewhere where it was statistically one of the craziest games in terms of like percentage of victory. It, it shifted almost every inning. And so I ran with it. And to my surprise, it's been my number one seller. That's awesome. Hey, and that was from a golf movie. Oh, Which wow. Is kind of ironic. It's, That's cool. It's the greatest game ever played is a, a golf movie. Nice. All right, question for you. Do you have an idea yet for the K- Craig Kimbrell shirt? Because he just signed with the Cubs. Pending official. Is that official right now? It is, yes. per Ken Rosenthal. Now, this is timeless radio, oh, but... Oh, my gosh. Do you have a shirt yet? Hold Do you have on. an idea? It's official because uh, Ken Rosenthal is reporting it. Tonight. Pending a physical, but... Wow, I got to text my buddies right now. Um, You know what? I haven't thought about it just out of... Being a Cubs fan my whole life, I do not, and I'm very superstitious. I didn't want to jinx it, but now that this is, wow, I'm pumped. Oh yeah, um, Craig Kimbrell closes games. Yes, he does. That's right. There you go. There was a, a, a quick little blip on ESPN. Like his signing could change the World Series odds. Definitely. Oh, I'm sure it will. Like dramatically. This is nuts. It's crazy. This is nuts. So, I'll, I'll, where were you when Craig, Craig Kimbrell signed? You were exactly. on the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Whoa. What are, do we know the details of the? I'm gonna. No, right it's just now. it's just, it's, br- it's breaking right now. My phone is blowing up. Craig Kimbrell, closer, is signed with the Chicago Cubs, pinning a physical. Big news in Chicago. Obvious shirts will definitely have a Kimbrell shirt out. But you, you know, can t- expect a pre-order. Yes, yes, sir. You can expect <laughs> a Craig Kimbrell pre-order tomorrow. See, we just we just um, gave you another skew tonight. Well, Theo Epstein gave you the skew. Yeah, but, oh, we broke it here. That but, was literally eight minutes ago when Ken Rosenthal broke it. The yeah. obvious. Oh my gosh. Uh, the obvious slogan could be pending physical. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, I, I didn't want to bring it up. I'll be honest. I was listening to six seven the score before our call today, and Peter Gammons was on saying that you know he's. He had some type of confidence, and he was saying that he thinks Kimbrel is going to pick the Cubs. It just makes sense; it's a better fit. But holy smokes, that was thirty minutes ago, and now it's now it happened. So we'll fast forward this interview. Um, my next question is: Have you ever put any graphics on your shirt? I have not. Oh, by design, I have. I, that's where oh, I'm going. Oh, that's that where I'm that going with this. Our Club 400 partnership. We're going to announce it right now. The Club 400 that's partnership with Obvious Shirts. We will be the first logo you ever put on a shirt. Is that correct? Yes, you will. Oh, yes, you will. Oh, 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 I can't tell you how excited about. Wow, I am about great! That. Segue, we're, 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 we're breaking. We're breaking. You know, we're breaking the mold there. You know, breaking more yeah, news too. But I, but I showed yeah. Joe uh, the Wilson Contreras logo, and he loved it. And uh, Brandon Ort, of course, does all of our logos, which we'll have to get him on someday. And so, yeah. yeah. Shout, out, shout out to him. So I, uh, the reason why, well, first of all, Joe, I, like I said, we, we met at the, uh, I mean, I've seen your shirts everywhere, obviously. but We met at the Kerry Wood. We met at the Kerry Wood, and I said, let's work together on the future. And then I see, and this is what we'll go in the segue, that you've been working really closely with Wilson Contreras. Tell us about that real quick. Yeah, so that's been awesome. Um, the story starts at one of his signings. Um, there was a fan in line wearing the Wilson Contreras will throw you out obvious shirt. And when she came up to get his autograph, I guess he really liked the shirt. And um, he kind of stopped everything and asked her if she would take a photo with him. And, um, you know, she 
tagged me on social media that, that evening and told me the story of how it all went down and said Wilson was pumped. And then you know, a few months later at that Cubs convention, which was my first ever Cubs convention, um, a representative from his agency came over to the booth and introduced herself, gave me her card and, you know, just said Wilson thought your shirts were a hit and he thought they were really clever and would be up to working with you in the future. Fast forward a year, um, he reached out to me on Instagram and said, you know, I like your shirts. You know, I've been following you. Would you want to, you know, partner up and do some freedom for Venezuela shirts for those people who might not know the country of Venezuela is in huge turmoil right now. So he, Wilson actually told me, you know, kind of what he wanted. I mocked it up. I made it, you know, Venezuela colors. He liked it right away. And then I put it up that day for pre-order. He blasted it. And we've, we've already raised with a hundred percent of profits going to Venezuela. We've already raised um, over $6,000. And I think that's near almost $7,000. Uh, that's awesome and that's why it was a perfect match for us to get together for this event for wilson Contreras, help out venezuela and we're going to have a special club 400 shirt uh available with the uh, club 400 wilson Contreras logo and then tell us about the i think you have about three or four other shirts that we're going to have available here at the event joe's going to have his own booth you can pre-buy t-shirts on the website and we're gonna, unlike in the past, we we only had one shirt. We're gonna, uh, Joe's gonna be supplying all the shirts. Tell us about the other shirts that you have available too. Yeah, so I've been working with you know his agency, which by the way they're great people. Um, Wilson in general, I don't know if you guys, I mean you you guys have met him, but for the listeners out there, such a down to earth guy. I was blown away by how you know normal he acted and uh, normally treated me as a fan. But um, you know we're still working with his agency to kind of make sure we get the shirts right. But I, I can tell you the ideas that are in the works right now. That is play like Wilson Contreras today because he's, you know, he brings the energy to the field every single day. Um, don't run on Wilson Contreras. Wilson Contreras is good at baseball as his season this year is telling us. Um, Wilson Contreras will throw you out. Your logoed, awesome logoed Wilson Contreras shirt. And then I think we're going to have one more kind of surprise shirt that I can't I, I'm sorry, I can't speak of no it yet. Problem. We no love problem. It. But it would be a huge hit if we if everything goes smoothly. And I'll tell you what, Joe. To, uh, and one thing I like about you, you're building partnerships with other uh, groups of uh, Cub fans, uh, um, and I love it, man. Because you know what? Uh, separately, you know, we live, but together we thrive. You know, so I, I love that. I mean, we're all Cub fans, and if we work together. There's a lot that we could accomplish, you know. So I am very honored, very happy to bring you in the Club 400 family. Very honored that you welcomed us into the Obvious Shirts family. And uh, we're really looking forward to having you out there. And, William, I, I, I kind of announced it on Club 400, and I haven't really talked to Joe much about it, but I, I threw him an idea. Now, I am a big, ever since, you know, ever since I was 21, basically, my favorite games to go to is Friday game at Wrigley Field. So I proposed to Joe, you know, because we have we don't have any shirts in Wrigleyville. If I were to make an obvious shirt, it would simply say Friday 120. And that's all you need to know, because everybody in Chicago, anybody who's a Cub fan knows that Friday 120 is all about. So I'm hoping that we can move forward with a Club 400 obvious shirt that you can maybe find in Clark Street Sports down the line with our Club 400 logo on the sleeve. And... Uh, I, I, that, that's the shirt I would wear. I mean, especially on a Friday. For you know? sure. I, would, I think that's doable. And the guys at Clark Street Sports are incredible. The guys 
at Sports World are incredible. So you know what? I uh, I think that's doable. And, and Stu, you said it best about, you know, first of all, I'm I'm the one honored to be with you guys. You know, you guys have been doing this and have been Cub fans and have been loyal much longer than I have. So I can I can learn from you guys, and I appreciate your fandom and what you've created. This has been, other than playing shortstop for the Cubs or working for the Cubs, this has been the best gig ever for that very reason, Stu. With the people that you've met along the way, the connections that your network, you know, circles and the connections that you make, and for everybody to have the common denominator as being a Cub fan has been the most fun. Although it's been tough, and it's there's days where I am sick of it or over it, it 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 makes waking up the next day totally worth it because it's just what we care about. It's our passion at the end of the day. So uh, July 18th, make sure you get your tickets to the Wilson Contreras events. Obvious shirts will be in the house. Joe will be here drinking Club 400 beer. Joe, thank you for your time hey, tonight. Man. I know your phone's blowing up tonight. My phone is blowing up tonight. No joke. It is blowing up about the Craig Kimbrell signing. Yeah. And uh, you know what? That's more money in your pocket, buddy. And uh, Cub fans are definitely happy around the Chicagoland area. Thank you for your time tonight. Appreciate it very much. We will talk soon. Obvious shirts, Club 400, a match in the making. Have a good evening, Joe, and thank you for joining us on the Club 400 podcast. Thank you, guys. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I uh, will see you and talk to you guys all soon. Thanks, Joe. All right, guys. You know what's really cool is we just got word from Joe that if you go on to obviousshirts.com, which is kind of an obvious website for his business, and you type Club 400 into the promo code, you get 10% off. Boom shakalaka. Plus free shipping. And free shipping. Obviously. Yeah, I'm going to take my horse to the old town road. I'm going to ride till I can't no more. I'm going to take my horse to the old town road. I'm going to ride till I can't no more. I got the horses in the back. Horse stock is attached. Head is mad at black. Got the bushes black to match. Riding on a horse. Ha, you can whip your Porsche. I've been in the valley. You ain't been up off that Porsche. Now, can't nobody tell me nothing. You can't tell me nothing. Can't nobody tell me nothing. You can't tell me nothing. Riding on a tractor. Lean all in my blood. Sports car. Got no stress.